and welcome to the Salty Boys Podcast. Uh, this guy over here standing on his knees. <laughs> Stand my knees better than you standing on your little limp dick now. Boy, focus on me, okay? He looks down, and his dick is indeed limp. <laughs> He's trying to stand on it like tripod style, but he like falls over. And that's what I thought. Hamton, do you want to DM tonight? <laughs> yes. Say, here's my fucking. I'll be Sir Fox a lot. The Salty Boys Podcast. And welcome to the Salty Boys Podcast. 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 Pog champ. I mean podcast. And cut. I will now right. attempt. That's tonight's episode. <laughs> See you guys later. Nice. See you in like five months. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh. We're not going to be gone that long. All seven of you that are listening. It's only going to be four months and three days. I know. We lost at least half our viewers. The other Hells. seven people. It's fine. The people that actually listen and not just us. Yeah, our parents because they died. <laughs> oh. Now that we lost our viewer base, we don't have to pander. Now we can play the real shit. Yeah. Finish up this Funk-A-Lot shit. That. We also got a sink. To pee in. So we've been having fun with the sink. Pee I haven't touched it. the sink yet. I looked at it. Oh, I'm going to use it later. It's about to say it's now. You start eating. Yeah, you got to eat on mic, bro. I had work to do. Now it's time to eat. I had eat to do. Now it's time to work. (laughs) (laughs) Do all the eats. Oh, that was a pain laugh. Did not appreciate. Now you need to do more of that laughing without smiling bit. Just constantly practice it enough, and then you can actually stop oh, people my, when you're doing it. It'll be a serial killer. God, it's my. F- I can. I have to really. It takes so much mental energy to do it. It depends on who I'm with, and then I can do it really well or really bad. But if you practice it enough, it'll be second nature. <sighs> but and it's more it fun. Just come naturally. <laughs> you mean like edging? It's so much more fun though when I like crack up. Don't like, have to practice that intermittently. <laughs> so that, that's practicing in the salty boys lore. Sorry, wearing a snack ass sweater here. JC Penny, it was on sale. We There's uh, a sale at Penny's. We JC stopped. Penny, the company, the company was on sale. The, the company, we stopped. The company. Company. We stopped the mall yesterday. <laughs> Ransom Aaron stopped at a BJ's restaurant. I saw that. It was, I saw uh, you were at BJ's restaurant. It was very tasty. The yeah, well, it was tasty I, for her. Did you get the COVID? It was actually. I didn't enjoy my um, I didn't enjoy my sandwich as much, but it was pretty fucking. Yeah, Very I think nice. the problem with BJ's is like it, the problem is also it's like greatest thing it has going for it. It's just the menu's huge, but because it's so big, it's like oh, it's like the Mountaineer the, Diner. Yeah, it's just, I haven't been to the Mountaineer Diner. It's fucking also tasty. guess what? <laughs> starting our viewers are starting to be able to narrow down where it is we're casting from. Well, that, that's not been a problem Colorado. for a long time. We're in Michigan. They've been they're still counting. <laughs> we're part of the militia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, better not say that on air. We might be flagged for terrorist. Well, we're not. Good thing we're not on air. Yeah, or a terrorist. We're on copper. Because <laughs> or Ethernet. a militia. I'm connected to Banksnet. <laughs> oh shit! We are on air. The Wi-Fi of the future. We're on. <laughs> <laughs> the Wi-Fi of the future. It's still funny. That was like an hour ago. Really and and now you're sweaty, bro. I was sweaty before we started. Now you're... It's because you were here early. I was. 
I feel like I owed you some hangout time since I've been late the other few times. Oopsie. Gotta go party! Oopsie. I'll give you 30 bucks if you can tell me where that quote's from. <laughs> and you better know. say The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, because that's what it was from. I don't remember It was that. a big fucking doll that uh, just Jimmy had made it massive, and the army was uh, going to attack it, and the doll was just like, Gotta go party! And then it just pissed all over the place and went, Oopsie! And it just, it was like an EMP of piss. It's like, we always gotta do an obscure... Nickelodeon quote anytime I'm running. Yeah, what about Mr. Meaty? You guys remember Mr. Meaty? No. Mr. I, had, I had the Chalk Meaty? Zone quote last time. Oh. Mr. Miyagi? Oh no, Mr. Meaty was fucking weird. I don't think that lasted for more than like two episodes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not up to speed on Jimmy Neutron. You're not missing much. It was. I mean, the movie was pretty good. I, mm, shut the fuck up. I the think it was amazing. It had some. There were some. There were some moments. I'll say that Jimmy Neutron had, but like on the whole, it's just like one, if you count up all the moments and put them in one episode, there's you probably a, you have a Legend of Korra season. <sighs> See, you yeah. guys and your like cartoons and shit, because you're so much younger. You never watched what I did. I'm sorry, I never read the newspaper. No, Jesus. we'll find some reel to reel of some Mutton Jeff for you guys to watch. Hey, you know back in the day, I don't know about wars. I fought in World War Two. You ever fought in World War Two? No, you weren't born then. You got no frame of reference there. You're a little. Pussy bitch. That wh- why my impression you, of every older generation. I was gonna say, why do you gotta fuck with me like that? I wasn't around for World War Two. It's World War One. I'm closer to World War One. It's funny because I'm closer to your generation. <laughs> I know, right? Damn kids. <laughs> for context, Sawyer and I uh, just graduated middle school last week. <laughs> <laughs> I got my degree. <laughs> <laughs> and not pissing your pants <laughs> only twice <laughs> or shitting them while sitting on the couch or no, sitting on or a chair in your living room or in target <laughs> wow dude oh that was me yo uh real story i'll tell that because it was funny um it was just a normal ass day left the studio here go to target with was me walking around no i was by myself i wish you were with me that would have been funnier i probably would have gotten in a car accident on the way in if yeah. I was with you, and it's just one of those things, you know. Like one of my one of my other friends has, this, you know, he has a saying. He's like, I don't trust anyone that hasn't almost shit themselves. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. As an adult, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever, bro. And I'm just walking around Target, and I just I get this grumbly in my tumbly, and I'm like, fuck. I just, I literally I pushed my cart into the next aisle, and I ran across the store. I almost didn't make it. It was it was really bad, guys. Like, I was about three quarters of an inch from shitting my pants. It's like this time I almost peed myself. I was in line, um, and I was waiting to meet somebody and shake their hand, and it just took forever. By the time I got up there, I shook Mr. Nixon's hand and said, I gotta pee. Do you have too much Dr. Pepper? Yes. Way too many of those. <laughs> all right now popcorn, on to the fun stuff fucking popcorn chicken and mumbo sauce coming out all over the mm, mic sir spunks a lot smell it it's oh, really bad i'm sorry it's bad <clears throat> oh bud light seltzer just released their uh, holiday packet apple crisp cranberry shit stain and um one of them was a pineapple that i saw today but i didn't want the cranberry i wasn't gonna buy a full 12 pack to have three cranberries 
Fair enough. I would have thrown the cranberry away and just had the apple crisp. Yeah, truly, it's a travesty. It is. This is not a truly, it's a cranberry. I didn't mean to cut you off, bubs. And it's not bourbon. i not even cut. We are cut. I'm going to cut this whole podcast. Yeah, okay. With logic. <laughs> yeah. You going to do work? <laughs> <laughs> no. Bro, I do so little work. I mean, it just takes a lot of time, but like, I don't edit anything on this thing. I mean, I, I think I've done six edits in the entire time that we've been recording. Told you, you just got to auto-tune the entire thing one night. Oh, by the way, um, for our listeners that are probably not listening anymore because we don't even start on rails anymore who, who needs to do that um this is officially yesterday was the one-year anniversary of us actually recording this crazy <coughs> crazy thing we call a podcast so congratulations to us one whole year of and we're, we haven't killed each other yet we should have a little celebration tonight someone got a cupcake and a candle we could have sang happy birthday to us not gonna light the candle just gonna just gonna to have a candle. Eat the candle, light the <laughs> yes. cupcake. All right. Yes. <laughs> we usually start with intros, right? I'm gonna start with uh, <clears throat> x equals five minus one. You fucking derivative piece of shit. <laughs> it was a math joke and a direct insult. <laughs> Start with the person. Start with my partner's corner. It's a, it's a square dancing joke. Y'all know who my partner's corner is? No. Uh, I've watched Sophie's Choice. It's like one of twice. the four of us. <laughs> you right. Ah, <laughs> oh, bingo. Who smart me? All right. Uh, so Simmons was just on. So we're gonna retroactively introduce Simmons because he's not one of the four of us. It's Bubs. Bubs is my partner's corner right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you didn't know. Get out of here. I did. You didn't take square dancing. I did. In. F- Fourth grade. Just because you are a square doesn't mean you took square <laughs> dancing. I gotta recover from that one. It wasn't that great. <laughs> well, I don't play a bitch. It's your boy playing Yardley Quiffin. I do play a bitch. Back in the flesh. I mean, you know what they say, they just need to go with what you know. I'm gonna start with his partner's corner. That's me. The DM for the night. <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. To my right, DM stands for Duh McHoss, because he plays the Orc Boys in 40k. I haven't played. I miss 40k. It's so much fun. Well, anyways, to his right, you got AR. He's playing Gunkbog, or is Gunkbog playing me? It's a real question. It's deep. And uh, I am Kronk, and I don't have COVID. <laughs> but I am playing Mock. <laughs> Thanks for the. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one, honestly. Damn, Kronk's on a roll tonight. Kronk's been on a roll. I wish y'all were on the air when he was like started. It's been a good night so far. I mean, that's what happens when you're gone for three weeks. You build everything up, and instead of having one funny thing to say, I mean, Bayonet becomes the Wi-Fi of the future, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you got that over there on the other side of the table. <laughs> Bro, he's going ham tonight. Do you want to DM tonight? <laughs> yes. Say, here's my fucking... I'll be Sir Fucks a lot. <laughs> oh. Well, that was the original name of the tune, but... <laughs> okay. Explains okay. a lot. All right. So, uh... AR, you want to recap? 
Um, in character? Why the fuck not? No one asked that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do it. You recap however the spirit compels you oh, to. Oh, duck box, say. We do the cro- things. The crossover nobody asked for. <laughs> Run by the DM nobody asked for. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me, let me clear my throat here for a second. Get into... Uh, Get in my Zen space to uh, to properly play Gunkbog. Gunkbog, go gift shop. I go pretty teddy bear. Go smash holes in the ground. That's it. That's all Gunkbog remembers. <laughs> all right, Chuckle Fucks, roll initiative. Sixteen. Oh, it's not a one. It's a seventeen. That is a fourteen. Wait, Twenty. What the fuck? Twenty. Why are we me? rolling so well? Because you rolled like shit when you first got here. Because I rolled you the burned all dice. the shitty rolls. This is the game that doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, the gates to Funks a lot are uh, are are a rumbling, uh, clanging across the the annals. Some might say annals. I say annals because we're degenerates here. Uh, the walls of Funks a lot are echoing with the sound of uh, these ivory hands smashing against. Uh, plated steel gates. Um, Skelebonies have descended upon the northern gate. Um, AR, the mercenaries that you have enlisted to dig holes have actually patched up a couple of strategic spots where they found tunnels being dug in. Um, you see that they're being re- they've been reinforced with some sort of carbon fiber material. Um, you see them kind of shaking around, indicating that Skelebonies might be trying to come up from underneath of there but they aren't able to breach, th- breach through. Uh, you've bought yourself some time. Uh, Mock, you rolled the highest. What do you do? Um, what did I tell my, what did I tell Mock's monkeys to do again? Uh, the chimps are preparing to engage in guerrilla warfare. Yes. They ate a bunch Constant of... Constant flatulence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, be, uh, speaking of that, do you want to go ahead and roll a, just roll a flat d20 for me. I don't have a flat D twenty. Can... I have a flat ass. Ten. Yeah, I mean, they're. Uh... Don't tell me they're monkeying around. <laughs> I mean, they're. <laughs> you know, it's like when you play hide and seek with like your three year old niece. <laughs> it's like they're on the sofa. It's like you can see them. Like they've got on the red shirt and the blankets red, so they're like. <laughs> And you like pretend that you don't see them, but you're like, damn it, my niece is a real idiot. That's kind of what the chimps are doing right now. Like they're trying to blend in with the like the walls, but they're made of stone and they're fucking chimps. Um, they're armed to the teeth, though. However, so whatever's coming in there is not going to have a good day. Um, you fear that the element of surprise uh, might be lost on them, though. Can I give them a motivational speech? Uh, I mean, you've got skeletons breaking down the gate, um, but sure. Do what you got in this D&D, bro. All right, I'm going to go... Um, let's go up to the top of the walls and start throwing things at the skeletons with the chimps. And not just shit. Okay, which wall? So just for... <clears throat> to, so the northern gate, the closest buildings to the northern gate are the church, uh, which is the pizzeria. Uh, you've also got BBD's Worldly Mercs. Uh, you actually went to the pizzeria. We're going to protect the pizzeria. You did not have time to go to the BBD's Worldly Mercs shop. Uh, but those are the two buildings that are closest to the Northern Gate. Oh, what's the Merc shop? Um, you could say it's full of a bunch of babies. 
I mean, uh, if you have time after the fact, you could probably go. You didn't really have time to, like, make it there. Um, but there's a big globe that's kind of sitting on top of it, and it's kind of going around. It's a world. It's going around. Well, it might have weapons. We can always fall back to there. So Around the world. There was a second one, but they never finished it. Around the world. There was never a around second one. the world. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, what you doing? Are you, are you, are you scale one of these buildings? Well, yeah, we'll go to the top of that wall there, and like I said, we'll start uh, launching whatever we can from the top of the walls at the the scale. Okay, so you're gonna climb the wall, I guess. All is right. it like a wall that has a? So the area walls are like twenty feet high, and there's no steps to get to the top. I I mean, you could like run all the way <laughs> to the other side of town, but by the time you get there, Skelebonies are probably in. If you're gonna scale the wall, I mean, like Legolas style, go for it. What idiot built these walls that don't have ladders going to the top? Bro, have you met Sir Funks a lot? The yes, the I, I know that idiot. Okay, let's scale the wall. If Mock dies in this campaign, I'm re-rolling a new character. <laughs> Shit, it's going hard. All right, athletics check. Seventeen. All right. Um, so the the bricks haven't been placed in like nice and evenly. This was uh, obviously the, the, you know. Funks a lot. Money doesn't grow on trees. They had to cut corners somewhere. Um, so you're able to find your footing in a couple of uh, mismatched, out-of-place bricks. Um, as you are climbing up, though, uh, one of the bricks kind of crumbles beneath your feet. Can you make a dexterity save to see how well if you are able to save yourself from the crumble crumbles? Ten. Ten? Uh, yeah. So you are able to grab hold of one of the top uh one of the top layer of the wall really fast as the brick kind of crumbles beneath you um it will take you a little bit to pull yourself up but you are able to make it uh you are a little bit tired after that fact so you're not going to be able to take any sort of major action right now but you do have a pretty nice vantage point um you are able to see the incoming scalabonies uh yardley i think you have the next highest i did um i was i was on the wall wasn't i uh or was i partly away from the wall I don't think we had you guys positioned. Oh, okay. I think they just kind of started coming in. All right. Because <clears throat> I just left the house, right? And then my, my dudes reported back to me. That yeah, because you all sort of rounded up in the center of town, and that's kind of when things started going to shit. Okay. Um, and I just had them survey the defenses, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. And you said the they're starting, the Scalabones are coming in? Yeah, Skelbonies are coming up from up north. Uh, your your boys noticed a breach in the in the weakening, crumbling uh, foundation in the southeastern walls. So they were able to, well, they were able to reinforce it. They caught it really quick. They caught it early enough in the day. That was the first thing you told them to okay. find. Um, so you feel confident about that southeastern wall, at least for right now. Okay, um, then I'm going to see if my boys and I can go to that <coughs> northern wall and then see if we can make a stand to kind of meet them at the gate. Okay. Uh, so who are you working with again? Was it the Preacher? Uh, yes, it was the Preacher's um, Paladins. Oh, what did we call them? I forgot. I've got my notes right here. This is the... Oh, I can't read my own handwriting. It's something about poop. <laughs> <laughs> that narrows it down. It's also oddly unspecific. For this right. setting, we got the poop paladins. Is what we'll call them. Poopadins. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't remember. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to this one recently. I was oh. starting it on the way in here. I was like, "Oh shit, well, I should review this." And I <laughs> you didn't did more get than I far. did. 
<laughs> um, all right. So uh, you're talking to the preacher. You're talking to his little paladins here. Uh, how are, what's your what's your formation? What's your oh, game plan? Uh, it's like the raunchy paladins or something like that. What you doing with your, with your holy boys? Um, I'm going to uh, look at him and be like, now boys. <laughs> oh shit, that's not even. <clears throat> Let me get my yardly voice back in. Okay, so um, now, now I say, boys. Um, no, that was bad. Hold on. Ah, say ah, say ah, say ah. Fuck. You should. You need a little bit of a. <laughs> get started. Jesus Christ! It's been so long. Now, now excuse me, gentlemen. There we go. Excuse me, gentlemen. It appears we need to go to the northern gate right now. <laughs> so, my my, uh, my paladins, will you stand with me? So we can protect this uh, strange little town. Uh, this guy over here standing on his knees. <laughs> Stand my knees better than you standing on your little limp dick now. Boy, focus on me, okay? He looks down, and his dick is indeed limp. <laughs> He's trying to stand on it like tripod style, but he like falls over. Now, that's what I thought. Now, we need to make a reverse arrow formation. We need to meet these boys right, right, uh, right when they come in this gate. We cannot let them pass through. Do you understand? Uh, give me a charisma check. Bro, I don't think I have any charisma. It's fine. Yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, so you say reverse arrow formation. Uh, the first thing they hear is reverse, and uh, oh, no they kind of... F- words. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of fill in the blanks from there. Uh, so oh my god! History will show they do. They kind of they find an intact brain of one of these like poop paladins, right? For some reason, this brain is perfectly preserved. Uh, so scientists, you know, generations upon generations from now, will research the brain of this uh, ancient paladin, and they will find that at this particular moment, uh, all of these paladins at the same time heard reverse. They looked at you. They sort of mistook your uh, southern drawl for a cowboy, so they went to <laughs> reverse cowboy position. So you have a bunch of paladins who are lined up. Uh, half of them are laying on their backs. Uh, the other half are kind of sp- uh, squatting on top of them, facing the gate. This is- Good news is their weapons are drawn in. Uh, they've got their spears with like perfect form inside each of the holes, so they're kind of like poking at skeletonies as they start coming to the wall. Um, but you are at about section. half efficiency because the others just kind of laying down. You know what? That's taking the, it. That's the best I can ask for. I'm going to put my cannon down right in that spot. It's an oddly sexual phalanx. Just, All right. <laughs> and are you just blasting through the gate? Um, I'm not going to blast through. I was going to wait till they came in. Okay. So you're just, all right. So you're kind of just readying. Yeah. I was going to ready at that moment. Perfect. All right. Uh, so your boys are positioned about as well as they can be on a five. Uh, my cannon is also down as well. Yeah. So your cannon's down. You've got it ready. Uh, is it like an, do you have like an aim action you have to do? I don't know. No, it, it fires as a bonus action. Oh. It's got 40 HP and has an AC of 18. It's pretty red. And does uh, 2d8 damage. That's a lot. That's all I got. What's the zodiac sign? It's uh, Aquarius. Nice. I don't know anything about It's astrology. unstable. <laughs> this actually sounds very stable. <laughs> uh, Skunkbog, you're up. Uh, who is Gunkbog's boys? You're working with... Uh, the scrawny elves? You're working with the elves that think they're idiots, idiot orcs. This is led by uh, Beatmaster Country Boy. That's right. That was his name. We forgot his name on Saturday. But now I remember. It's Beatmaster Country Boy. I, get, I don't get it. Um, Tell you when you're older. <laughs> are, are, okay, so I'm going to just say that I'm like, <coughs> sort of like behind Yardley, generally in the vague vicinity. 
Um, did my boys look that like wasn't this? that was so specific? <laughs> Could you be a little less specific next time? Yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm somewhere in funks a lot. <laughs> um, so, uh, what 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 do uh, what does Gunkbug's crew have as far as weapons? We got ranged weapons. We got melee weapons. Um, so they've they've all got dumbbells. Oh my God. So um, Gunkbug could throw of varying them. different weights, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because they can't lift the lightest one. Oh my God! So they're kind of like carrying them around, like trying to flex for one another, but they can't lift up like the two pounders. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check, though, as you are sort of uh, <coughs> inspecting inspecting your your platoon here. How is a seven? They got uh, they got some papers in their boots or in their pockets. You don't really know where they is. They's got papers, papers, please. It's my gunk bog impression. Okay. It's not great. <laughs> I haven't been working on my gunk bog. That's fair. Um, gunk bog's just gonna say. Okay, we gotta go help Johnny. So I'm uh, gonna like try to get him to go help the other line of fucking phalanxes. Yeah, so they hear your uh, unintelligible drawl and they kind of rally behind you immediately. It's as if you rolled a nat 20. Um, <laughs> so they they kind of shamble over uh, it's it's weird like they've got really good posture but they're it's almost like they're pretending to like stumble over themselves like drunken idiots uh and they kind of uh fall all over yardly um and they kind of they they have their they've got the they kind of drop the dumbbells and they start pulling out their scrolls and all at once they start uh chanting in unison together um they begin glowing with this ethereal light so it looks like they're preparing for something big uh, what is Gunkbog doing himself? Gunkbog is talking to his hammer. And um, he's getting a little bit a little bit worked up because uh, his hammer knows when it's time to uh, to fuck shit up. And the hammer knows how to push Gunkbog's buttons so he gets ready to go rage time. Uh, what are you saying to the hammer? I'm not saying a whole lot to the hammer. The hammer's saying a lot to me. What's the uh, So wh- how, do these, uh, how do these conversations usually start with Gunkbog? Um, so you know that voice in the back of your head that doesn't actually have a tone? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's like my, my voice has perfect pitch, so. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like JP? <laughs> <laughs> your inner voice is Simmons. <laughs> Guys, I can't. I Kronk's the one to beat. I can't, I can't let him out, Steve. You just got to let him, you just gotta you, let him you have just, it this time. It's like instead, instead of just like being like dead in your in your nothing box where you're just not thinking, when you're in your nothing box, you just hear constant pub mix crunching in your head. <laughs> cool. Just sitting there watching TV. <laughs> oh, that's my inner voice. Um, so Gunkbog's inner voice. Well, Gunkbog's hammer's like if you remember DJ like, Skinny do Penis. Do I fuck it? <laughs> Sorry, DJ. <laughs> DJ Skinny Penis demonstrated the gunk the gunk hammer voice, so it's uh, it's saying things like, "All right now, Gunk Bug, it's time for you to get your shit together." And Gunk Bug's like, "Oh, I have my shit together." And the hammer's like, "No, you don't. Look at you, drooling mess. Can't even keep your cock in your loincloth." <laughs> I don't think he's ever been able to keep his cock in his <laughs> Well, especially, especially since that hasn't been unbiggened yet. It's, yeah. still, it's still embiggened. It just needs a bigger loincloth. 
I don't think they make those. <laughs> That's called a tarp. It's, it's called a dress. Oh my Circus God. tent. It's called a third world country. <laughs> Just wrap yourself in that parachute that you play with in elementary school. Wrap, everybody. <laughs> wrap yourself in uh, rural yeah. Pennsylvania. Third uh, world country. Make a perception check, Gunkbug. <clears throat> Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, so that's the hammer is giving you your uh your routine pep talk. Um, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of white noise going on there. There's a little bit of interference. Probably. Uh, I imagine. Uh, you know, gunk bog. I imagine it's got a few little bit of like little bit of or- gunk bog wax stuck in the ear, so he probably didn't hear things clearly all the time anyway. Probably uh, explains a lot about his like speech impediment. Um, but. There's a little bit of interference you're not used to hearing. Hmm. So, anyway. Um, cool. Gunkbog doesn't know how to process that, but he has a feeling that it has something to do with where we are. So, um, you've made your preparations. Um, the gates hold on for longer than you imagine. Um, it seems like the holes that you had your uh, dummy, pretend dumb elves dig uh, have successfully warded off the underground assault. Um, so their little reinforcements, reinforced plates have not budged. Um, however, the gate does indeed tumble over. Um, can everybody roll um, flat D20s as skeletons are coming in and your ready to actions are going off? 11. 9. 9. 9. All right, cool. <clears throat> Guys, I wish that first initiative roll would have transferred over to the rest of the dice rolls tonight. <laughs> so, um, as the skeletons come in, um, your reverse cowboy paladins start taking a slice at them. Your auto cannon starts firing. Um, the chimps come out of their not so hidden spots and start just fucking shit up. Um, so you've got the jump on these skeletons. Uh, you can uh, you're not able to see clearly, but it looks like you've cleared out a good chunk of them you'd say maybe a third to about a half of them at the very most you've sort of cleared out these skeletonies um there is a thunderous crash happening from the southern end of town as these skeletons descend upon you um skeletons are going to start swiping left and right as they're coming in it is just a swarm of ivory claws coming all over the place uh one skeleton kills himself All right. Well, another one does as well. God, we got two nat ones. These skeletonies are rolling like shite. Okay. Um, so Yardley, um, as these skeletons come in, one manages to get in a lucky stab at you. Uh, that is going to take you down six hit points. Okay. And Gunkbog, unfortunately, one drew, uh, one threw a crit on you. It looks like one skeleton has the arm of another skeleton <laughs> that's holding the femur of another skeleton, and he just <laughs> mollywops you with it. Wallops you. So uh, he's gonna grab some crit damage on you with that. Um, it's okay. okay. Is there anyone like to hit? hit points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. He got real lucky. That's seventeen damage. Oh, that's not that bad. Not bad for gunk bog anyway. Yeah, that brings me down to what I started with. So, well, I mean, oh, so you're only eighty-five health. Yeah, then. exactly eighty-five. Jesus Christ! All right, that was a um, joke. So, uh, Scalabonies have begun their onslaught. Uh, your soldiers have matched theirs. Um, it doesn't look uh, as you're looking around at how your troops are handling things. Um, 
they're handling the situation with varying degrees of success um despite the town's battlements you can tell that the town has not seen much conflict uh based on uh, to, to quote that one dude from 300 they're more brawlers than warriors uh can everybody roll a flat d20 to see how your troops morale is doing 13 3 14 all right uh so yardley and gunkbog you are able to maintain control of your platoons um your chimps have started to go ape shit at this point um you can uh you don't think you're going to be able to give them any sort of like on the fly commands um if you want to get them back into order you're going to have to do something drastic so um anyway we've got skeletonies on the northern end uh you hear some sort of sound coming from the southern end you're all posted up on the north gate um so you can't be sure it's, it's a little far away from you right now so you are have to make some decisions uh mock what are you doing okay um i'm gonna ride one of the monkeys ride as in like hi-ho silver away yes um all right the let's... appropriate type of ride to an animal Okay. Um, this is funk a lot. You do have to spare, uh, <laughs> clarify that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Animal handling? <laughs> well, there's a few more checks you got to make before we get to the animal handling one. So you are trying to wade through uh, a horde of skeletonies and platoon troops kind of going at it. Um, oh. So you're going to have to make it through some attacks of opportunity well, here. Can I just cast uh, Turn Undead? I mean, then you're getting rid of your... your, your so your action is going to mount the monkey. If okay. you're going to cast Turn Undead... Bonus action. You can cast it as a bonus? Yeah. That's wild. Okay, what does Turn Undead do? <clears throat> you Turn Undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, it's turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. Turn creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. Um, for its action, it can only use dash to get away. Can, okay. Can I make a suggestion? Because um, we're on Kronk's action now, right? Yeah. If you delay, I can catapult you towards the front of the gate. And yeah, if, but you, and if you turn undead. What gate are you at? I'm at the northern one. He's on the top of the, the wall. I'm not at the top. He, Kronk is. Yeah. Oh, then Mach is. Oh, then if you just, yeah, just jump down then. Yeah, fuck it. Never mind. Sorry. Then I'll, I'll shut the fuck up. I was going to ride the monkey to the south side of town. That's fair. <laughs> Never mind then. Carry on. I mean, you're in Funk's lot. You can do whatever you want. True. Uh, what's the DC? Uh, wisdom. Right, but it's <laughs> your spell what's your, yeah, So spell what's DC. your spell DC? <clears throat> 17. Whew. Okay. One thinks it. Now you got to roll it for every single one of the horde, so all 300. <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, three out of five made it, actually. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, the skeleton cell bones are rolling hot. Uh, so two of them will not take a swing at you. Uh, three will as you make, as you plummet your way down towards your... Uh, hapless chimp companion okay uh one misses one misses uh 18 no i got 21 ac are you for real yeah yeah with that bulwark shield <laughs> holy shit all right armor. Stop. all right so uh you plummet your way down towards this chimp can you make an animal handling check to see if you are able to successfully mount <sighs> your chimp on. boy 
please let me be able to mount this monkey. Twenty-two. <laughs> so, there's good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is, yeah, you have no problem, right? Your aim is true. Uh, this monkey is sort of like kind of posted up right now, kind of warding off three different skeletonies. Um, so it's like your shot wasn't hard. You just had to make sure you, you know, jumped off properly. You know, textbook. You know, you did a couple of flips <laughs> and a crush monkey. <laughs> you know, swan dive. Um, you know, zero, no, no real splash. Um, but you did fall twenty feet to get on him, and you are armed to the teeth. Uh, can you roll three d six bludgeoning damage as you are? essentially a projectile weapon at this point. 13. Yeah, this chimp's dead. <laughs> Damn. You've mounted uh, a dead chimp right now. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to raise my fist in the air, grab him by the back of his neck like I'm actually riding him like a toy horse and say, forward to victory! Alright, so you Meat are... Shield. You have mounted a dead chimp right now. Uh, Yardley. Can you bring this together? I was really hoping um, that the chimp would survive and he could cast him big on the chimp. <laughs> I could do it on the dead chimp. If <laughs> there you go. I'll be riding a huge dead um, chimp. <laughs> let me see. I might I might be able to do something. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to see if I can Can do you it. cast him big on Gunkbog? I don't want to. Like, just all of Gunkbog? Um, I... Um... I'm going to try to make my way towards the, um, farther in towards the center of the gate where they're pouring in. Okay. And I'm going to use a bonus action for my cannon to shoot to give me a little bit of cover. Okay. Uh, are you, do you have a target in mind or are you just... I'm going to run up and Open then, fire. And then I'm going to cast a spell okay. once I get a little bit farther away from my boys. Okay. So we'll resolve the cannon first. Uh, like I said, are, are you, are you aiming for anything with the cannon or are you just open firing? Uh, just open firing. Okay. Oh, well, uh, preferably just in front of me so I can clear a path while I run. Okay, cool. Um, can you roll 3d20? The th so th roll three attacks. It's still the same attack. We're seeing how well each Skeleboni... This is an airy AoE kind of thing. Okay. 17, a crit, and an 8. All right. The 8 will miss. The 17 and the crit will hit. Okay. Um, and it doesn't really... I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter what you roll. Uh, two of these Skeleboni's have been disintegrated by your cannon. Uh, giving you enough clearance to walk through. You only have to contend with one attack of opportunity. Uh, and I don't think a 10 hits. So you are no. able to make your way through to where that's the, the eye of the storm, as it were. What All are right. you doing now that you're here? Um, I imagine there's a good bit of them pretty close to me. Yeah. Uh, so you're sort of, you're just, it's just bodies and bones just going at it all around you. Okay. I'm going to cast Shatter at level three. Okay. So, everyone around me has to make a con saving throw. And if they don't, they suffer 4d8 um, thunder damage. Okay. Ouch. Uh, a creature that's made of inorganic... Oh, never mind. That's not inorganic. You're fine. Bone is organic. Inorganic? No. Stone, crystal, metal. Has disadvantage, but they're bones, so never mind. Fuck me. You're good. Okay. Whew, okay. One Skeleboni crit avoids. One doesn't. One doesn't. <clears throat> One doesn't. Uh, 18. Yes. All right, so two out of five bonies. Uh, however, you've got some paladins and some monkeys who are also in the way of this. <clears throat> all right, uh, all of the monkeys get hit. 
one of the paladins survives. All right, two paladins live, so we have three skeletonies that are hit, three chimps that are hit, two paladins that are hit. Okay. Uh, just roll, just for sake of time, just roll one roll, and every, it'll affect everybody. Okay. <laughs> That's a really bad roll. Um, let's see. We have sixteen, so we have twenty damage to every. That's all. That's all the damage I did. Yeah, you. Everybody that got hit is dead. <laughs> okay, so Yardley is going to um. Well, does, does write a dead paladin. <laughs> does, doesn't a save on shattered take half damage? Oh yeah, it does take um. Half damage. Sorry. So all the ones that save. So all the skeletons are dead that you hit. So five. You got five dead bonies. Um, three dead chimps, two dead paladins. Three partridge in the pear tree, Captain. <laughs> three injured paladins, two badly injured chimps. So I would like to set the scene as um. So Yarley's going to kind of like walk up a little bit. He's going to have this slight emerald glow about his uh, his brooch, and uh, or his fucking bow tie. And then he's going to take his hat off, and he's going to um just like clap his hand against his hat. And then there's just a big shock wave as he tries to clear a good bit of space away from uh the gate. Cool. Can uh, Mock and Yardley roll a flat d20 for troop morale? 12. 5. All right. Uh, your paladins are looking a little shaken right now. Um, you see they kind of... Uh, they, they've, ta- they've taken note of your sort of brazen attack, and they're very, they seem very wary of you. Um, your chimps are headed for the fucking hills. Uh, they are gonzo. Even your dead one is somehow like flailing against you trying to mount it. Um, right Gunkbog, you didn't quite crush so, the spine enough. So everyone's at the north gate, but there's something happening at the south side of town. Uh, yeah, as far as you can hear, you hear you heard a big, you heard a mighty rumpus happening from the south. Okay, so as a free action, Gunkbog's gonna shout back to Mock. Mock, yes, coconut gun. Okay, question mark. If you don't remember that from the last session, Coconut Gunner gave you Diddy Kong's peanut gun. Oh, yeah. For you to shoot so that you can aim the Coconut Gunner. Let me ride you over that way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you just shoot it and it's like a flare wherever it it hits. You can, the Coconut Guns will. Yeah, but don't we want to go towards the south side of town and not have it shoot here? Like, what if we miss? Well, I mean, I was thinking that they would kind of clear out the skeleton. Well, our guy's going to doing good enough. But anyways, Gunkwog's going to use uh, his bonus action to dash his speed, which is 40, to the south side of town. Okay. Um, you make your way down. Um, as, you are, as you're heading, as you uh, are reaching the middle of the unassuming house and the cozy nut, um, you hear the thud kind of bang oh. against the southeastern wall that was recently patched up. Um you notice that the reinforced plates are doing a really great job. Um, you wager by the surround by the damage on the outer edges of the wall. This would have probably been shattered long ago if these weren't placed here. Um, but you can definitely see it as the southeastern wall that the sound is coming from. Okay, is there any way for me to see what's going on? Um, so you are the you've got the the cozy nut is a pretty tall building um if you are able to scale it you could probably see over the wall pretty nicely okay so that's going to be strength strength that is going to be strength athletics athletics. all right i'm going to mount the cozy nut all right um math is really hard that means Uh, he did not 14 14 is just barely enough 
Uh, you manage to grab one of the nuts as you're about to slip. Kind of grab hold of it real hard. My uh, ginormous cock is weighing me down. You could have swore it turned blue, but you are able to kind of <laughs> mount it, grab up it, and then you are on top of the cozy nut. Um, as you look over the top of the building, uh, you stare in awe at a giant phallic battering ram. Um, as you look over the gate, you see it is trying its hardest to penetrate through the wall. <laughs> um, guys, that's not funny. Yeah, it is. Shut up. God, I was fine until you said that. <laughs> then I lost it. Um, as you see it are repeatedly thrusting into the wall, trying to, to penetrate it, um, you noticed a plaque uh, near the shaft of the ram. It is called Ye Old Enterprise D. <laughs> Are there onions on the Enterprise D? Uh, the ass is towards the back. Okay. Uh, but that's where the onions are. Okay. Oh, is that's there, right. The pepperonis on the fr- the, the, the oddly the spiced on sausage. The, dash. the oddly spiced sausage is towards the front. Is the battering ram cut or uncut? <laughs> Unclear. Okay. Okay. Gunkbog wants to jump up on the hydra's back. You've already used your action to get to the top of the cozy nut. Oh, okay. Um, can I? Um, let's see. What else can I do? Um, I use my bonus action to get there too, so I can't really do much. All right. So I'm just gonna prepare myself to uh, jump onto the phallus next round. All right. Um, as you are bracing yourself to mount the Enterprise D, um. It makes one last hurrah and crashes through the southeast wall. Um, in through the southeast pours more skeletonies. Uh There's some coming from the left, some coming from the right, and some are coming out through a very narrow opening at the very tip of the Enterprise D. We got Trojan horsed, rigged for our pleasure. <laughs> yep. Um, cool. They got- suckered us in! Skeletonies are going to go a little less ham because you guys have thinned them out pretty nicely. Uh, none of them hit any of you, which is great. Um, Skunkbog, we've got some Skeletonies who have uh, who are going to throw some of their their arms at you. Does a how's a sixteen do? That just probably, hits. Just, oh my god! Just hits. All right, so that's yep. one hit. He don't have Miss, armor. He's got help. Miss. He's got, He's all cock and no Miss. balls. All right, so yes. only one hits you. Um, you've got one wrist that's kind of... <laughs> right off your head there. Uh, it's only going to do two damage, though. Oh, shit. Gunkbog's dead. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm so far from dead. Uh, Yardley, can you make a perception check? Yeah. Uh, that is a 2022. Um, amidst before you are able to make your next strike um, the whole town uh, is silent for a moment as you hear something off in the distance Um, most ears are not really attuned to it Um, as a gentleman though you've been trained to be aware of your surroundings near and far Um, off in the distance you swear you hear a (coughs) a little closer (coughs) even closer still What, what do I see? <laughs> Nothing yet. Uh, Mock. You are on a dead monkey. <laughs> uh, <coughs> kind of undecided right now. 
Which way do we go? It's like do my major in college. <laughs> yes, undecided. Uh, I'm going to ride the dead monkey to the south side of town. All right. Uh, animal handling. <laughs> On a dead monkey? Bro, you don't know it's life. <laughs> 13. Yeah. Uh, so you start making your way south. Um, as you're running, you're, as you're... Uh, as you're trotting your way down, you're like, damn, this dead monkey moves fast. Uh, you look down, and the only part of the monkey you still have in your hands are, like, the shoulders where you were holding. The rest of him was, you know, gone, like, half a mile ago. Oh, nice. Uh, but you do make it. You make it to about the about the cozy nut. You're able to get close enough to the building to see Gunkbog being ready to mount the Enterprise D, as well as a whole bunch of Skelebonies kind of pouring in. Do we want to use the coconut gun now? You should use the coconut gun. How many how many charges does the coconut gun have? Well, I guess it really doesn't matter. It's how many cannon shots does the uh, ship have? Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if you if you shoot it here, that's where it's going to aim. But if you have another round, it'll shoot to another place too. We can always figure out how to reload it. I would well, say use I it think now. There's, a check. there's probably a check that we can figure out if we can reload it. And I'm good at bouncing those, so um, <laughs> let's go ahead and shoot it at the Enterprise D or up in the air above it all right uh make an attack roll and add your dexterity modifier to the roll 14 yeah uh so your aim is true uh it's a really big target and it's not really moving very fast it's a battering ram so you kind of you take aim uh the trigger is like massive it's a little harder to pull than you would imagine um the gun is just made of solid wood but as you pull the trigger you hear a little (laughs) and a little little cashew kind of and kind of kind of disintegrates upon the Enterprise D. Um, you can't fathom how this would work, uh, how, what in the world this could possibly do, um, but off in the distance, right towards the south, you can see the, the banana boat, the poop deck. Uh, all of its cannons kind of uh, pull out of the, of the hull of the ship, and the sky rains with fire, and you can see cannon fire just drizzling down on the Enterprise D here. So it is going to take quite a hefty amount of damage. Okay, uh, describe how the Enterprise D is destroyed by the poop deck's banana boat fire. It explodes into a rain of fire, killing everything around it. Cool. Uh, Except none of that, for us. Cool. Uh, <laughs> none of that happens. It just kind of. <laughs> Kind of falls down to the ground. Um, all of the skeletonies that were housed inside of it are also smashed to bits. Um, these skeletonies look a little more heavily armed than the uh, chaff you've been fighting. Uh, so this, so you're, you can feel pretty confident this is a very good use of your, of your peanut gun. You we're, can say that the skeletonies were big boned. Yeah, they're more heavily they armed, like uh, gorilla arms. Not quite gorilla arms. Uh, your two gorilla arms you have in your hand are a little bigger. Uh, Yardley. You've got Skelebonies. You've also got a Gua Gua. Um, Yardley's going to stay where he is because it looks like that shit's getting handled over there. Um, he's going to see... It, will it count on my, as my action if I try to rally my the rest of my boys? Yeah, you can try with a Charisma check. You're going to have to take that at a minus two because they are a little wary of you right now because you did just kind of kill a bunch of them. I did. Hmm... Uh, you roll. What did you roll on your perception check? A twenty-two. You're pretty sure that he yeah, has a really good roll. Um, you're pretty sure that uh, the you hear the getting a little bit louder, um, and you're pretty sure cert- it's certain it's coming from the west. 
How much do you remember of your chat with the locals at the Cozy Nut? I don't. I just remember I, I gave them nut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll kind of recap for you. Uh, the biggest pieces of information you saw is that there was um, there was talk of a dragon of some sort uh, coming from the west side. And you are also told, uh, sort of uh, out of left field, I think, for Yardley, uh, that Sir Funksalot has been missing for weeks from town. Uh, that was sort of the big one. But this guap guap is definitely coming from the west side. Okay. Um, Yardley will be like, gentlemen, I do apologize for the friendly fire. It was meant to just protect the town, and, and I didn't make it as far as I could have. That being said... I will not discharge any more friendly fire on you. I need you to do your job and nut up and take care of this gate. All right. Christmas save minus two, please, good sir. You said discharge. Ten. With the minus two? Yeah. Oof. Wait, charisma. Yeah. No, sorry. It's an 11. It's an 11? Uh, all right. So you hear a couple of perky. <laughs> um, the rest of them are kind of like, they kind of shake their head a little bit and kind of go about their own business a little less efficiently. Um, you do see a couple kind of perk up though. Um, and you see them kind of rally around the gate. Um, and you can see that they have, uh, uh, pulled over a couple of bricks that have produced a couple of winches, not like, Hey, I'm a witch. They're like, tits. Um, no, they they've got a couple of like levers that they're kind of pulling over. Um, and you can see a second gate kind of dropping from the top. Okay. I am, uh, I'm going to run west. Go try, west, young man. And try to see this um this dragon. Actually, how close am I to the to the bar? And are, are there any people around? Okay, uh, you're not very close to the bar right now. Okay, uh, if, if you were to like, da if you were to sprint, you could probably make it there. Um, most of the people have either holed up or they have gone east to a safer location. Okay, then I'm just going to run west. Okay. Um, as you run west, you are definitely catching sight of this terror. It is um, it is green-scaled. Um, there is acid kind of pouring from its jowls. Um, you are about to come face-to-face -face with the notorious drag. Gunkbog. Oh you have no God. more Enterprise D to mount. I don't, but I want to fight this dragon. This what? Dragon. There you go. Um. Okay, so I have an idea. How? How? What? What creature size is this dragon? Is it large or is it? it dragons are fucking massive. Okay. This dragon is big ass. Okay. Is the size? Can Inbigan make Gunkbog big enough to wrestle this thing? Uh, I mean, so the thing we're to, uh, I don't know. Um, what are the specifics on Embiggen? It's uh, uh, eight times the size. Oh, yeah. So, <sighs> I mean, Gunkabog's a pretty big boy. He's bordering large, I think, anyways. So, if he's ten foot tall, that would make him eighty foot tall. I mean, it's possible. Um, you could definitely give it a shot. Okay, well, I need someone to cast Embiggen on me. So, that's, that's Gunkabog's plan. So, can I jump down and run to yardley yeah uh, let's let's do uh acrobatics check see if you stick your landing sorry I'm, i meant to ask this earlier um were there any other scalabonies coming in from the north side 
as I was running away. Yeah, we'll retcon a little bit. Uh, make a perception check as you are making your way east. Sorry, another 22. Yeah. Um, you don't see any more skeletonies. You did notice a particularly uh, dark, brooding young man uh, re- uh, bringing up the rear. Looked and like he had a heart attack. I, I was going to ask if I could um, use my cannon just to like clear some of the clear some more of that chaff over there as I left. Uh, sure. I think only one hits because I got a fourteen, a three, and a two. Correct. Uh, so you have cleared out one skullaboni. Cool. Good job. Sorry, I didn't mean to putting in work. Putting in twerk. I got it. You're twerking. <laughs> You're at least twerking to cast thunderclap. <laughs> it's a callback to like episode like six. I'm glad you know these references. Thir- 14. Great. You only take seven damage as oh, you hit sh- the ground. This is the most damage Gunkbog's ever taken. Damn, Bubs is not playing around with this fall damage. Bro, this is funks a lot. Okay, so I'm going to dash up to Yardley, which is my bonus action. You can cast dash as a bonus action? Yeah, it's an orc feature. You can dash your stupid feature. Yeah. Dasher and dancer and prancer and cock and balls and shit and fucking ass. Do you recall the most famous (laughs) gunk bug of (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect you to keep going. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, You're there. Arcana check, please. Oh, for gunk bug? It's not going to be good, but you can have it. That's what she said. Four. So I'm feel tingly. <laughs> Yardy. Gunkbog feel tingly. But me won't fight dragon. Don't feel tingly. Make me biggies. All right. Um. Can all three of you roll a D tw- flat D20? Actually, you don't have to because your guys are fucking all over the place. Uh, sorry, yours will be at disadvantage. AR, yours just a flack. Well, I fucked that up because I went to I grab it. I still got my chimp arms. It's a nine. Five. Yeah, at this point, uh, you guys' troops are broken on the north end of town. Um, although the Skelebonies have been thinned, um, your ranks have also been thinned. Uh, no thanks to uh, Yardley Quiffin's friendly fire over there. Um, so a lot of your troops are starting to fall back, which have given the Skelebonies the leverage they need to start to take the Pizzeria and BBD's worldly mercs. Um, you've noticed that the brooding figure that has been bringing up the rear has taken up a more defensive position on the northern end of town and starts to glow with an ominous light. Um, the Skelebonies on the southeastern end of town, however, uh, have broken them. Have also broken. Um, seeing the Enterprise D so thoroughly destroyed, uh, most of them have decided to retreat from the wreckage with whence they have come in. Um, a couple of Skelebonies have uh, bravened up and started to go in towards Ain't Monkey and around and the Cozy Nut, but it doesn't look like they are causing too much collateral damage. Um, the Dragot has made his way to the western side of town and begun his onslaught on the castle. So, um, he launches three acid volleys towards the castle. Two of them go wide, but one of them does strike true. So, 
the castle takes a beating towards the top. It looks like um, a little bit of the southern tower has kind of collapsed in on itself. And you see that it's slowly eating away at the rock until the acid just dissipates. Uh, Mach, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to ride my monkey back to... Uh, Your monkey shoulders? Yeah, the north side of town where the weird glowy guy's at. Okay. Uh, you are able to make your way to the weird to north side of town uh, fairly unscathed. Uh, roll investigation, as, not investigation, uh, roll perception as you get there. Ooh. It's way better than a two. A three. It's a one. <laughs> Nine. Nine? Yeah, uh, so the brooding guy looks a little sad. Um, you also notice that he, uh, is sort of shackled to this other figure who looks like he's seen better days. Like imagine an eczema patient, uh, but the skin is literally just hanging off of bone by like maybe one or two like sinews. It's a really sad sight. What do you do now that you're here? Um... Can I tell anything about them? Like, should are they two people I should kill, or is there anything? Has that stopped you before? <laughs> That's a good point. Not really. I mean, you'd have to roll investigation if you're trying to like pick up a little more details about them. Uh, let's go after the guy that's all like torn up. Okay, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna try and kill him with my sword. Okay, that, that's what I do. Uh, roll to attack, please. Mock is gonna do mock things. That's way better than Nate. A nine. Thirteen. Yeah, uh, so your form was not nearly as good as what you're used to. Uh, it's probably the monkey arms that are kind of getting in your way. <laughs> you could have sworn that this uh, pathetic-looking figure um, moved in a way that would grant you the leverage you needed to hit him. You're pretty certain this would have hit basically anything that wasn't trying to get hit. Can you roll damage, please? Oh, wait. It's not D20. Um, so it's the best weapon in the game. Yes, uh, it's 20 D20. <laughs> it's just, everything dies. That's what I roll in Fantasy Crowns every time. <laughs> you do. It's the pistol from Halo 1. 13. Yeah, uh, so your sword definitely cleans through him. Um this figure howls in pain um but his posture does not change he is still standing just as tall as he was before um he looks at you with bloodshot eyes and goes man just end me please yardley you have a drag approaching the town i also big and gunk bog um and big and gunk bog can i can i touch the hammer real quick sure (laughs) and i um or that counts as my action. Nah. Okay. It's been free movement. Uh, okay. Now, now, Gunkbug, I got a question for you. Yes, Mr. Quiffin. I. It's a long shot here. But okay. No, but knowing you as you, and knowing me as me, and knowing we as we, and I know our conversations in the past have been nothing short of stupendous. Titillating, one might say. Very. Especially in our present uh, environment. I'm tweaked right now, actually. But I'm, I'm, I'm missing the point here. So, M- Mr. Gunkbug, can I... Do I have your consent to embiggen yourself? 
You may embiggen me at your free leisure, sir. This might be this might be the last time we uh we chat. So if you make it out alive and I don't, I do have one thing to ask of you. Yes, Mr. Quiffin. Kill that kill that dragon. Kill I'm I'm sorry, kill the what, sir? Kill that dragon. Go. Go. I um, I'm, I I was afraid I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Allergies. Allergy season. Allergies. Um. So at that point, he will. Um. He's like, if we don't make it out alive, it's been a pleasure knowing you, Mister Gunkbog. And the 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 reverse is true of you, Mister Quiffin. And you just hear up in the background. <laughs> um. <laughs> <up> is gate. <laughs> so is. Uh, you can tell because I'm Dick. Dick gate. <laughs> He's going to... I like dicks! Reverse cowboy dick! <laughs> He's going to... Imbe- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop. All right, all right. When our own Don't. DM d- disrupts all the action... <laughs> okay, I'll stop. No, it won't. No, I, I know exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, I promise. So he's going to... Um, he's going to cast Embiggen on Gunkbog. All right. Gunkbog is Embiggen. He's 80 feet tall now. Took every ounce of self control, <laughs> but I kept my fucking I'm promise. Not do it. <laughs> All right, uh, your embiggen goes off without a hitch, Gunkbog. I'm a, a opposed athletics. This dragon. I'm a wrestle. All right. So as you are approaching the dragon, um, how much bigger did you get? Eight times bigger. Yeah. Roll another Arcana check, but multiply your result times eight, since you are eight times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Eight times zero, still zero. <laughs> Bro, if, if I roll a two or a one, that will be the result. <laughs> okay, that's much better. Uh, tw- uh, 12, uh, uh, 48. 12 times eight? No, 56. No, so This is a whole damn lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. 72? 76. What do you recall of your meeting with Dusty Claire, Gunkbog? It's 96. 96, there we go. Um... <laughs> You are magic. <laughs> <laughs> I am magic incarnate. Embiggen just somehow infused the hammer to Gunkbug. Um, uh, she... She gave me something. She did. Chlamydia. <laughs> she gave me a little bit of the old dusty dusty. I don't remember what it was. Uh, so... You actually have a couple of things that you've retrieved. Uh, you got a shiny rock from the gift shop. That's right. Um, but Dusty Claire gave you a particular card. Uh, you're not particularly magically inclined, uh, but with your 96 <laughs> on your Arcana check, um, you know that this card is brimming with some sort of destructive power. Um, you're fairly certain you've got one shot with this thing. Um you're not sure what kind of damage this thing can do, but whatever you use this on, you feel uh, you, you almost feel a sense of dread owning this artifact. Okay, can I? How do I use this card? Is it just like I snap it in twain? It's you not a fucking glow stick, bro. <laughs> and then just roll it around your head a little bit, and then back and forth and figure it. So ordinarily, you'd have to cast identify, but given as though you've broken the D and D glass ceiling with a ninety six. <laughs> Um, you're fairly certain all you have to do is chuck this thing like uh, David Blaine style at whatever it is you want it to hit and um okay can I chuck it at the drug yep uh roll a dexterity check so attack add your dexterity oh roll an attack roll as if it was a 
thrown weapon, you mean? Yes. Okay. But would it be divided by eight for something that large? <laughs> 16. 16? Yeah. Uh, so that is going to fly true. Uh, that is going to pierce the dragon's scaly, hi- the drag- <laughs> scaly hide. Uh, nothing happens yet. With your 96, you can tell that is a very uh, yet dot 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 situation. Um, then eerie silence kind of falls over the battlefield as the drag uh, comes closer. Um, the somber-looking necrohomie uh, doesn't really do much. He's still glowing with that same energy you met him with. Um, the skeletonies around you seem to be moving a little slower, a little more sluggish. Um, the figure that you have just uh, taken umbrage with on the business end of your sword um, doesn't appear to be fighting back. What do you do, Mach? I'm going to cast Remove Curse on him. Okay. Uh, what does that do? Do you have to? Is there any check that has to be made? It removes curses. <laughs> Sweet. I think it's a willing creature, right? Like when you when you touch a willing creature. Or willing inanimate object, I guess. At your touch, all curses affecting one creature or object end. If the object is cursed, a cursed magic item, its curse remains, but the spell breaks and its owner's attunement to the object, so it can be removed or discarded. Okay. Uh, so as you begin to touch this creature with your uh, with your spell in hand, um, a glowing light surrounds you. Can you feel something dissipate around him? Uh, the man in question, however, uh, recoils, um, seemingly in more pain than before. What do you do? Does it no longer have a curse on it? Or anything? Uh, right now, your hands are dissolving what little skin this man has left. I'd be like, uh, so what's up with you? <laughs> man, I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> can't what the necromancer looks at you and goes we've been here before that won't help who's been here before we have all of us or just you two you're a new face okay the rest seems eerily familiar where's here it's been so long I once knew the answer to this question, but all I can do now is play my part. And when was the last time you were here? Oh. Weeks, months, years. When you've done this as long as I have, time has lost all meaning. So do you guys invade like once a month? This town will fall. This one will rise again. This one will fall again. I will take him back, dress his wounds. We will, history will repeat itself. Never ending. Who's the chained up guy you have? Uh, he points towards Sir Fonksalot's castle. Once the reigning lord of this fine town, this is the sight you see here. His life is bound to mine. Okay. How do we unbound it? If you kill me, the curse afflicting this one will end. 
However, this one has seen such grievous wounds, such grievous torture. Once he regains his life, he won't have much of one of left to live. Thus, history repeats itself. Yeah, but then we'll be able to go home, right? <laughs> home. You know, back to Salt Marsh. Not Salt Marsh. I know not of this Salt Marsh you speak of. Hmm. I do know. No one is home here. No one is free. Okay, then how about we just destroy this, destroy this whole world and that would end everything, correct? <laughs> Funny. What makes you think this world is still intact? Okay, so as long as we get out of here, it's fine then. We're going to hop on over to Yardley. Uh, Yardley, you've got a big, green, slimy, acid-filled drag guah, 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 raining his guah, 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 on top of the guah, guah castle. You just saw um, Gunkbog chuck some peculiar artifact at this thing, uh, but it hasn't seemed to have done anything yet. I'm going to cast shield on myself, Okay, which gives me a plus five to my AC All until, right. the, until the end of my next turn. What does your shield look like? Um, so it's a, um, it's more of just like an emerald kind of hue around Yarly. So, um, think like the Ed, Ed, and Eddie outlines on the character, but it's just, oh, nice. An emerald. Okay. Sort of kind of glow. But so at, at the top of the sphere right above his head is a KFC bucket upside down. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. So you've got the shield going on. Uh, anything else? Um, you just hear the song Jordan playing in the background. Down, 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 because I'm Buckethead. Um, no, so I'm going to... Um, well, I guess I already used an action, so I can't really do that. Um, can I do an Arcana check around me? Yeah. Cool. What do you? Uh, so what are you looking for specifically? So I get the sense that there's just some weird juju happening, because I'm looking down over where, um, where Mach is, kind of like in conversation, as well as looking at the dragon. And I'm just trying to see, like, how much danger are we in right now? Okay. And if it's any magical danger. Seven. And I'm going to add my... No, I'm not. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, as you could tell in the castle, um, when you were in the castle when you first arrived, uh, you sent some pretty high-level illusion magic going on. Um, even with the roll of seven, even though uh, there's just a lot of chaos happening around you, um, you can tell that even on the outside, um, there is some sort of high-level trickery going on as far as magic is concerned. Um, you're pretty sure that a lot of the stuff that you're seeing is not what it seems. Gunkbog, I need you to roll a flat d20 for me you can see a small sliver of dark light penetrating through where you threw your chaos card 19 you have 19 words exactly no more no less to tell me what happens next in gunkbog's voice or as player ar you have 19 okay. words to. to tell me what happens next drug and die <laughs> a portal opens up to another dimension and sucks the dragon the what dragon through immediately uh I got, got seven more words oh yeah um 
taking with it all of the Scalabonis. Okay. Bitch. <laughs> so, this, it's a small dark light that pierces through the dragon's scales. Um, the the small light sort of bursts into more of a morphs into a spear of light, and then the dragon kind of implodes in on itself, tearing a hole in space time. All of the Skelebonies, um, you know, basically just limb from limb. You're seeing every little vertebrae, every little attachment get sucked into this portal of light. Uh, you're not sure where they're going, um, but it seems to only be affecting the things you specified. All of the Skelebonies, the drag, um, all gone. Um, the Necromancer standing next to you looks up at the light and goes, that's new. <laughs> um, you're able, uh, at this point, you're all able to kind of uh, the, there's an eerie silence that falls over the town. Um, despite all the chaos and carnage that's happening around you, you don't really hear anything else. The necromancer looks at you and goes, Who are you? Why have you come here? Mark. I don't know. And you hear like, <laughs> Skunkbox walking over. <laughs> Be careful with that voice, bro. <laughs> Um, what if we trade you that guy there for someone else you might rather have? Believe me, no one pities this man shackled to me more than myself. I have no quarrel with this man. In fact, I wish I could end his suffering. His suffering is my own. Well, what about that douchebag up in the castle? Oh, the one who calls himself for Sir Funksalad. Well, no, the other one other one yeah his butler butler as he begins to ponder what you've said um you notice that his shadow behind him uh has grown unusually large it's grown larger and larger more slender until you start to see the silhouette of the one that you called bullsworth back in the castle the shadow rises from the ground and manifests itself into this very same butler um, a glowing coalescent blade reaches forth from his brandy glass and he slays the necromancer standing in front of you. But I, I didn't think he had the glass. Um, instead of a wince, you see a smile cross the necromancer's face. He utters the words, finally, and collapses lifelessly. The figure next to him Take, uh, inhales sharply before falling down as well. Woolsworth looks at the three of you. Your pockets feeling a little lighter than usual. And beckons you all. <clears throat> Good evening, sirs. We'll take a quick break. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty quick. It was a quick break. Less people. Less, uh, less time to wait on pee. Less time foolery. Yeah. All right. So we're back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. The quickest heel turn one-off you've ever seen. <laughs> well, two-off, because it's part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Woolsworth stands in front of you. Uh, 
the town lit only by the portal that was caused by Gunkbog's quick thinking. Woolsworth's saber, once solid with ethereal uh, opaque light, dissolves back into his brandy glass. Takes a sip. Says, That was adequate work, gentlemen. Far more efficient than I thought those such as you were capable of. Well done. He takes a sip and winks at Yardley. Goes, You might want to keep a weather eye out on your pocketbook there, sir. It was, uh, was no short work, uh, relieving you of the what once belonged to me. So it would seem, friend. Ah, come now, we can dispense with the pleasantries. I'm sure you sense that my motives are far from pure at this point. Come, you have questions. Some I shall answer, some I shall leave up to you. Well, why don't you tell me about Iris? Ah, so you've you've met the little chap, have you? Indeed. Yes. Tell me, uh, what is that information worth to you, Yardley Quiven? I asked you first. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna ding his little uh, bow tie. Ah, but you forget, sir. You forget your place, or maybe you know it all far too well. No matter. He snaps his fingers, and you uh, there is a portal that materializes next to him in a flash. Through the eyes of the portal, you see your captain. You see the town that lie before you. You see little Loxley that is uh, meandering around with the captain. Your world, gentlemen. You've given me what is mine, and now I shall give you what is yours. Leave this place. Forget all about it. And all shall be well. Thanks, guys. I think we should get going. Uh, Can I check my pocket or my gun for a cashew? Uh, it looks like your gun has another round inside of it. I'm going to get really close to the portal and shoot the cashew at him. At Woolsworth? Yes. Bro. <laughs> what? We're here. What? We're, we're, we're really close to Woolsworth. I trust their aim. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> so as you approach the portal... Um, you thought you made a really good feign. It was a textbook feign. Um, but Woolsworth's reaction seems almost netherworldly good. Um, you turn around, take aim, but Woolsworth is gone. You feel a hot, smoky breath behind you as he says, You're quick, but I'm quicker, sir. Can I try to steal the brandy glasses he's... Um, or the? Th- can I try to steal back what he took from me? Yeah, uh, make a sleight of hand. Is a 15. <clears throat> and I'm going to add my intelligence, which makes it an 18. Okay. Uh, you grab hold of the brandy glass, and uh, you rest it from his hands. You now have a glass full of brandy. Okay. Uh, can Gunkbog try to grab uh, Woolsworth because he's embiggened? Yeah. Uh, so as you approach Woolsworth, uh, what's your what's your approach? What are you trying to do? I'm I'm eight times my normal size. There's no sneaking around. Stealthy. <laughs> cool. You no see Gunkbug. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna try literally grab them, pick them up, and just like hold them. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're able to just kind of reach down, grab them in your little hands, and you're looking at them. Uh, got anything to say? Why you do so much magic? Uh, he doesn't seem phased at all. Uh, if anything, he seems mildly irate. Um, he looks down at Yardley and goes, Good sir, did you really think it would be that simple? Um, and as you as you kind of look at Yardley real fast, Gunkbog, you look back to your hands, and again, Woolsworth is no more. Um, in fact... Uh, you see that the shadow that you are casting from the portal has gotten a few sizes uh, slimmer and taller. Uh, Woolsworth appears before you now um, even taller than you are. Oh, shit. Uh, with a glass of brandy in his hand. Yaddy gunk bug fucked up. <laughs> no, we just underestimated our opponents, see? Can I cast banishment on him? Uh, what's banishment do? It banishes them. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the deets on that spell, Mulfer. It is a DC because he tried to banish Gunkbug. Yeah, it is. I don't think that's going to work. You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another plane of existence. Uh, they must succeed on a charisma throw. If the target is native to the plane of existence you're on, you banish it to a harmless demiplane. Uh, while there, it's incapacitated. It remains there until the spell ends, at which point it reappears in the space at left or in the nearest unoccupied space. Uh, if the target is native to a different plane of existence, it gets banished to that plane with uh, uh, returning to the home plane. Um, if the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in the space at left or the nearest unoccupied space. Otherwise, the target doesn't return. So if it's not from here, and the spell doesn't end in a minute because of some kind of concentration. Um, it doesn't come back. Okay. Uh, what's got to roll? Uh, Christmas saving throw. DC 17. <sighs> he rolled a nat 20. I shit you not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... You cast your banishment, um, and it seems to just kind of psh, fizzle right off of him. Um, Woolsworth kind of looks down at his uh, now, like, 16th-timed-sized uh, chest, kind of dusts it off and goes, hmm, A sting. It has been quite some time. I dare say, why would you look your freedom? This gift horse right in the mouth, good sirs. He snaps his finger and the portal disappears. I'll never understand you. You creatures. The thrill of a mystery is too enticing. More enticing than freedom itself. Very well, then. It's answers you want. It's answers you shall receive. But not here. Not in this cesspool of vile bigotry. So you're stuck here, too. Stuck? <laughs> I'm not stuck here with you. A lot of you are stuck here with me. You'll soon realize the folly of your ways yourselves. Woolsworth descends into the ground, and then out of sight. Um, the portal above disappears, yet the eerie, ominous light remains, almost as if there's a full moon lighting the town, but there's no full moon in sight. 
the town has a stark lifelessness about it um what was once bustling with green grass and lively if not rambunctious people it's just silent shadows um none of the entrances or exits seem to lead anywhere in particular you see that uh what was once sir funksalot's tower is now lit uh with a start with a much starker contrast lighting um the rest of the buildings remain mostly intact but again no people no life what do you guys do you guys want to go to the bar yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Uh, you arrive at the cozy nut um it's much less of a hassle to get in as it was before inside the bar um you don't see you don't see any um youthful crowds no uh young gnomes with southern georgia accents um there are pictures of uh, pictures of a young family strewn about the bar pictures that weren't there before uh you see one lone figure at the bar he looks very similar um he looks very similar to the woolsworth you just met facial features are all there seems a little more toned a little more rugged a little more well-traveled a little less well-shaven um but he sits at the bar alone drinking a glass of you're not sure Whew, excuse me what do you do i'll buy him a drink to find a bottle of bourbon for myself truly <clears throat> yeah um also you, gunk bog is still in big i was about to say we had to tie him up outside <laughs> the hitching post so we'll just <laughs> yeah so gunk bog is still is watching the bar dutifully um <laughs> i found the corner slot <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you leave a coin in the jar knowing full well that no one will probably live to reap the benefits of said coin at this point, it's a formality for Yardley. You recognize a man down on his luck uh, from a mile away. Perhaps you know that feeling a little too well. Perhaps the both of you do. The man doesn't give you any sort of visible recognition, but he, he casts you a glance, nods his head, and continues to drink. Was there, so it's just him in the bar? As far as you can see, a uh, cursory glance at the place doesn't reveal any other signs of life. Why, hello, Willsworth. Is that you, friend? I dare say I've never met you once in my life, good sir, but I, uh, I'd recognize a friend when I see one. Any man who's willing to buy a complete stranger a drink is a, is a friend in my book, I would say. Seems you've got a lot of trouble on your mind. Would you like to spill a little bit for impartial ears? In trouble? <laughs> oh, good sir. I have not known trouble for for quite some time. Uh, Mock, can you roll an arcana check and add, if you have insight, you can add that to your check as well. He's a base. She's a base. Fuck. Who would have thought? She's a hmm. base. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the stone silence. 
<laughs> for two ones put um, together. <laughs> yeah, so you can't, you can't quite plus put plus. You can't quite put your finger on it. Um, but being in this ma- being in this man's presence gives you the same feeling as uh, talking to your patron. Where are you from? Where am I from? <laughs> uh, I suppose. Hmm. It's been quite some time since I've thought about it. I ask myself the same question every day, good sir. Uh, where am I from? When? How? It's all a bit of a blur, if I do say so myself. And what are you? Uh, what am I? Sir, I... I'm very tired, is what I am. Time has... passed me by. Passed us all by. And how quick does time pass here? Pass? Sir, time has... long since passed this doomed place. I couldn't tell you, uh... how long we've been here. Much less how long ago here has ceased to be. I realize I speak in nothings, but you must realize when you are surrounded by nothing, that is all one can muster. So we need to get you out of here. Get me out of here. Who do you think put me in here in the first place? He takes another swig, drops his glass, and goes, Thank you for the drink, sir, but... It feared may be the last pleasure this old fool enjoys. He pulls out a picture of a young girl. Uh, kind of puts it on the table and slides it over towards you. And goes, My daughter, if you see her, tell her that her father is a fool. Um... He slowly begins to turn translucent. Um, you fear that his tie to this world isn't lasting much longer. Yeah, I think we should get out of here. I agree. Okay. With haste. Get the big guy. All right. I'm going to uh, go outside and cast Reduce on... I'm sorry, what? You're going to cast what? Less Embiggen. <laughs> Before you do <laughs> that, uh, Mark's going to ask Gunkbog if he can put you portal into their world if gunkbog can do what punch a portal back to their world uh can gunkbog punch a portal back to home yes <laughs> okay what do you want him to do no it's a stupid fucking question you can't <laughs> punch a hole back to his world you think you're kind of fucking <laughs> no you can't do that okay can i try it <laughs> can, can yes <laughs> Yarly does it though. Yarly can totally do it. Okay. Can uh, can Gunkbog just be sitting on his on his butt outside? Yes. Okay. Um, as you are sitting, uh, you notice a stranger takes a seat next to you. Um, he matches your size, uh, not quite your girth, as it were, uh, but he is able to match you shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Seems a little cheerier than the last uh, fellow. He looked a little portlier. 
um but his again the facial structures the skin complexion the hair uh this is this looks like a jollier fatter woolsworth he says to Nessie and goes jolly good show there friend uh, mind you if i share the same air with you for a bit don't want to smell gunk bug probably but that's okay <laughs> yes uh as you can see i've uh rather behind on my hygiene myself good sir uh, if they can't handle us at all worst what makes you think they're worth us at our best what i had <laughs> he claps you on the back with the hearty uh with the hearty hand clap he hits my dick <laughs> your whole body is a dick <laughs> no, his whole body You're is balls. a dick ah <laughs> uh. Gunkbog laughs and says, I like you. What your name? Oh, sir. It's been quite some time since someone asked me my name. <laughs> I fear I've almost forgotten it, but uh, it is one of the few precious memories I hold dear. I am called Wallsworth, good sir, and uh, what might I call you? My name Gunkbog. Gunkbog. Gunkbog! <laughs> I dare say I've met a gunkbog once in my day. Oh, I, me never met another gunkbog. Oh, dare I say the the resemblance is striking, remarkable even. Uh, are you sure you're not related? Oh no, I don't even know my own bubber's last name. <sighs> the gunkbog I've met has a he had kin too. But uh, you, you uh. You seem to speak of your brother as though he is still with us. Uh, the gunkbog I knew was a tragic figure, a tragic fellow, didn't speak much. Uh, lost his brother in some conflict. Uh, terrible, terrible circumstances. Uh, I bought the chap a drink, nursed his wounds, but uh, never saw the lad again. Uh, but you, you seem uh, fit as a fiddle, healthy as a horse. Uh, what brings you to this stark end of the world? Yadi, oh no. Uh, yes, uh, I fear I don't know either, good sir. But uh, who needs purpose when we have life? Uh, he pulls out two flasks and hands you one and goes, Drink, my friend, to uh, to your kin, to your brother, who is uh, thankfully on your end, still alive and well. So going to down the whole flask. I was about to say, so canonically, that flask is a storage container, yes? If they're that big? Uh, possibly. Jesus Christ. So, he, uh... It's full of people. <laughs> he drinks his down as well. Um, you see you see, kind of tears welling up in his eyes as he takes his last drink. Uh, but he kind of wipes them away. He looks and he goes, Perhaps you might think this a bit forward of me, good sir, but, uh... Might you do me a favor? You're not forward, you left me. <laughs> um... He laughs heartily, um, and at this point, the tears begin to stream down his face. Um, you're not sure whether he's, whether your joke has really moved him to tears that much, or if this is just pent-up emotion just pouring out of him. Um, but you have made this chap's day. Mommy told me when I, when Gunkball cry, that when I get beat. <laughs> oh, Gunkball! That's why Gunkball live in a cave. I dare say I have no such. Ooh. I have no such ill intentions for you, Sir Gunkbarger. I merely have a favor. Um, he reaches into his jacket, and you can see his hands kind of shaking as he hands it to you. And it's a picture of a little girl. He says, "Uh, 
My daughter, good sir. If you see her, please tell her that I'm sorry. Her father is a... a fool. Gunk walked out a notepad. Tell her I said ow. Gotcha! As you look up uh, to confirm your new friend's request, uh, you do not see him there any longer. Gunkbog's, Gunkbog's like, he's just whatever. He's like, okay, and I'm going to pat the dirt where he was sitting. Bye-bye. Let's go to the castle. Yeah. Can you unbiggin Gunkbog? No. <laughs> he's yeah. going to no. try and fit into the castle at 80 foot tall. Okay, so I'm imagining that uh, Gunkbog's got Yardley and uh, Mock on one on each shoulder. My God, it's literally like a de- demon and an angel. Mock's just like <laughs> the angry demon, and Yardley's the good advice guy on the right shoulder. It's like Shrek 2 when they're storming the castle. It's like Gingy's got Shrek on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, um, so you approach the castle. Um, it seems a little bigger than it was when you first got here. <clears throat> um, the doors have uh, the castle has enlarged enough to where Gunkbog, if you just squeeze through at the right angle, you could probably fit through with Yardley and uh, Mock on your shoulders. Okay. As you enter the castle, um, there are no lights. You pre- As you press on, um, you notice gravity tend to, is sort of shifting you around. Um, it's almost to the point where you feel as though you are walking on the ceiling. Uh, you begin to fall as your uh, gravity orients. Uh, your feet don't change, but gravity changes around you. You begin to fall slowly um, until you hit the ground gently and you find yourselves in a uh, dimly lit kind of courtroom, little foyer. Um, it's a spherical room. Um, Gunkbog, you have found yourself to your original size. Uh, you guys are all at your original size. Uh, Gunkbog appears to have shrunk back down. Does that include my penis? No, oddly enough, <laughs> that's been permanently no, bigoted. You are uh, proportioned as you were previously. Um, you arrive in a dimly lit foyer. Um, to each of your cardinal uh, directions, to each of your uh, diagonals, uh, there lies a chamber leading to rooms that you've never visited before. Uh, there is a candle that lights the entire chamber uh, that stands just before a staircase that leads upwards so you have doorway on the northeast southeast southwest northwest upstairs rooms lit by a single candle dunk is just gonna start walking upstairs okay um yeah i guess we're doing that yeah, but yara's gonna start like gunk hold up one second just okay. one minute um he's gonna take off his um necktie and then kind of hang it to see if he can detect any place where there's more magical energy coming from okay is uh, that possible for an arcana check yes absolutely as he was taking off the necktie he accidentally started pulling and then like an animal that got caught in a snare he choked and killed himself <laughs> did you crit the fail end. I crit failed <laughs> um so normally you would be able to get a much better idea of like narrowing in on the stuff um, with a crit fail, even with 
the less than stellar arcana check um you can sense uh um, you can sense uh, varying degrees of magic coming from behind each of the four doors with a faint sense coming from the candle that lights the room <sighs> god damn it um Yarl's gonna take the candle okay and he's gonna hold it uh the candle burns brightly um it's only one candle but it seems to light the entire room um, as you lift the candle up, you notice the floor beneath you start to give way. What do you do? Oh, it's like crumbling? You're not sure. Uh, it's nestled on top of a little rug. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to put the candle back in the in its place. Okay. Um, as you put the candle back down, the floor settles. Gentlemen, this is a strange place. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever been experienced in a place like this. Well, if you're going to do something, make up your mind. Buck grabs a candle, crushes it, and throws it in the corner of the room. Okay. Uh, um, so, uh, the candle makes its way over towards the other side of the room. Um, bursts into a much bigger flame than you expected. Um curiously the flames don't spread across the room they kind of stay contained in the corner and light the room with a much brighter hue yardly the floor underneath you begins to give more and more um but it does it's not crumbling um in fact you don't fall through necessarily you simply sink about a foot um as the carpet gives way as the carpet begins to match the descend drape. into a <laughs> spiral staircase leading downwards I think we need to go down. But what about the other rooms? What about them? I don't if we're know. not going to do something, we might as well commit to it right now, right? Yes, let's go down. Let's go down, boys. You go down first. All right. Yarley's just going to swan dive. <laughs> down spiral stairs. <laughs> just textbook swan dive. Um, yeah, fuck. That's what he'll, he'll, um, yeah, he'll just start descending. Yeah. Uh, you are it, you are able to do that just fine. Um, you don't encounter any traps. You're not sensing anything. Um, as you go down, you see a very dark, dingy, but well-kept and cozy enough bedroom. Um, an old, hunched-over man sits in a rocking chair, uh, cradling what appears to be a young child. You're a hard man to find, Woolsworth. The old man looks up. Uh... You can't, uh, this, you're not, uh, as he's hunched over, um, you hear some vertebrae kind of creaking as he, uh, seeks to match your gaze. He gives you a grin. He's got a few less teeth than he probably did back in his glory days. He goes, hello, do I know you good lads? I'm Gunkbug. He's gonna, he's gonna take the picture out of his pocket and hand it to him. He's like, yes, you do. He takes the picture gingerly from you, uh, fawns over it, clutches it as though this is something he hasn't seen in years. He goes, Ah, littlest Irish. How I've longed to see her. Wherefore did you come across this lad? 
You gave it to us. In fact, you gave each one of us a picture of Iris. That sounds like something I would do. No, maybe I wouldn't have done that. It's hard to tell nowadays, but I, I do miss her dearly. Shall I tell you a story, lads? Don't bug like story time. I shan't take much of your time. Hard-earned as it is, what little it means here. There was once a poor man. Well, wealthy and privilege, lavish in lifestyle, but poor in pocketbook. But he had the most wonderful children. Two of them, in fact. Jazil the rambunctious and Iris the prudent. Their father, <coughs> privileged as he was, <laughs> but lacking in wisdom, became involved with some dark, dark happenings. He lost his children in pursuit of knowledge, power, dominion over time itself. He lost far more than he gained. Realized this too late, he did. He laughs, then coughs, regains his composure. Perhaps you figured this out. Who this poor soul is by now, lad. You are staring at him. At all of us. We are everywhere. Every when. <laughs> uh, he pets the child on his lap. Um, as though it's an animal. As though it's something he is responsible for. Woolsworth takes out his ocarina and plays the song of healing. <laughs> um, he looks and goes, Why have you come here of all places? We found ourselves here. We don't know when, but we were with our, we were with our captain. And, well, as you can see, we're, we're new. We're still trying to figure it out, but we've been on a We've been on a chase trying to find each of you. We've met you at different points in your life, it seems. <laughs> oh, you've got the gist of it, I imagine. Very well. I don't have much for this world. So I'll give you what wisdom I can. Um... He's, he takes an agonizingly long amount of time to stand up. Uh, the child gingerly hops off his lap and makes his way up the stairs past you guys. Garo's going to shoot the child? <laughs> I'm kidding. Dunkwog's going to follow the kid, though. All right, we'll get to that. Um, he looks at you guys and goes, Behind these doors are uh, memoirs of my... Our... His... Hard to say. Relics of a bygone era. One that I'd, we desperately wish to return to, but we lost long ago. Two in every room there are. 
Only one you may take. Each one helpful in their own right, though some not necessarily as apparent as the others. You can tell his faculties are starting to get lost a little bit. He's having trouble forming his thoughts or articulating his thoughts as well as he could be. What are the artifacts? Uh, he goes into a bit of a coughing fit and goes, oh, Would I the time to regale you with those tales, lad? He takes a seat on his rocking chair. Take what you will, or don't. It matters not to me. Can I take the rocking chair? <laughs> as his best as Breaks you, fucker! Uh, yeah, uh, as you touch the rocking chair, the Woolsworth before you uh, sort of... Does, it, there's no resistance from him. As you pull, you see the body start to lurch forward a little bit. Is it a magical rocking chair? Uh, doesn't feel like one. Okay, I'll leave it alone. What else is there? Um, not much that you can see. Uh, the bed is very well kept. Um, there is a candle very similar to the one from before. Um, there is also a picture of a little girl standing next to Woolsworth's bed. Comparing the picture from your pocket to the picture on the bed, uh, it is one and the same. Was that boy child Woolsworth as well? I don't know. It's a great question. Dongquag's about to find out. Let's go look at the other rooms. Okay. Check out these artifacts. Okay. So, Yardley and Mock, you have made your way upstairs where you are. Uh, you've basically to your right is the stairs leading upwards, and you have four other doors surrounding you. Gonna go in the northeast one. I'm gonna go in the opposite one that Mock's going in. Okay. Southwest. So, northeast, southwest. Gonkbog followed the kid. What kid? The one that ran up the stairs. What kid? Okay, so Gunkbog followed the kid that ran up the stairs and then the kid disappeared. There's no kid. There was literally a kid on Woolsworth's lap that ran up the stairs. It's no child. And I said that and you said we'd get to it in a minute. It's no kid. <laughs> okay. So I guess as soon as I got to the top of the stairs, there was nothing there. So I just sat kind of like crashed my head. As Gunkbog is wont to do. I'm just going to go up the stairs, thinking that maybe the kid went up the stairs. Okay. Yardley, uh, you approach the northeastern door. Um, southwestern. Sorry, you went northeast. Yeah, he's going southwest. You went southwest. He went okay. Southwest. Okay. Yardley went south by southwest. So, uh, Yardley, you enter a room and you see suspended before you um, two objects, sort of suspended in midair. Um, on the right side is a bottle of aged brandy. Uh, blackened. Um, you're not. You're not. You don't recognize the branding at all. On the left, you see a floating stuffed elephant. I'm going to take the elephant. You grab the elephant. You could say it's the um, elephant in the room. It's made of. It's. It's been worn. You can feel that the left arm is hanging on by just a couple of stitches, a couple of threads. Um, it's been well loved. Uh, the brandy bottle that was there sinks into the ground and is no more. Mock, you enter the northeastern hall. Uh, suspended before you 
um, are two artifacts that look similar. Um, on the left side, you have a stopwatch um, that's been aged a little bit. It looks like it's a little worn. On the right side, you have a stopwatch that is caked in rust. They both suspend before you. Let's go to the northwest room. Oh, you're just going to leave them there? Well, we can only take one. No, one from each room. Oh, one from each room? Uh, let's take the old rusty one. Okay. Uh, your hand clasps around the old rusty stopwatch. Um, you get a little bit kind of dusted on your hands. You dust it off. Um, but aside from the rust, you're able to pry the watch open. Um, and you see inside is a clock that is miraculously still ticking. Uh, on the other, on the opposite side, there is a very worn, uh, faded picture. You can't quite make out the figures on it. The older, the the stopwatch to your left disintegrates into the ground. Okay, let's swap rooms. Gunkbog, you have scaled the stairs. Um, it is a spiral staircase that goes up for quite a while. Can you make a constitution saving throw? Easy game, bro. Plus six to that. Six. <laughs> uh, 13? Yeah. Um, healthy guy. Uh, these stairs don't really... Uh, you're definitely a little winded as you reach the top. Uh, it's definitely a workout for you, um, but you're still uh, able to... You've got full control of your faculties. Um, as you reach the top, uh, you see our Woolsworth, the, the first Woolsworth you met. He's sitting on the throne of who you once thought was Sir Funksalot. Maybe Sir Funksalot never did exist. He's sipping on his brandy, um, quaffing it a little faster than you used to from the gingerly butler. He sees you coming, staggering a little bit. He's lost a little bit of that poise and goes, <gasps> You're here early, good sir. Gunkbog never arrives early or late. Precisely what he means to. <laughs> what do you want from me? A hug. I'm gonna go hug him. Uh, as you hug him, um, you feel a brief pause, a brief silence, and then a sharp pain in your abdomen. That's uh, gonna be 12 piercing damage. How, how many? That's not very nice. <laughs> you haven't seen the least of it. Yardley, you have an elephant. I'm going to try to mend the elephant. Uh, you just casting mend? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's I, realize, got I realize it's going to be futile, so I have to. I'm going to leave. <laughs> leave the room, and then I'm going to go into the, in the room right next to it. Okay. On the southeastern side, uh, you see two objects floating before you. You see a pristine, immaculate-looking silver tray. You also see a kendama, basically a little ball and a cup toy. I'm going to um, play with the kendama for a minute. Cool. Uh, make a sleight of hand check. Let's see how good you are at the kendama. Nine. Nine? Yeah, uh, these little bastards are tough, right? Uh, so try as you might. Uh, the ball's not really getting into the cup. You kind of, like, get it close. It kind of, like, trickles the edge a little bit, but it's, it's a tough sell. Uh, the tray 
sinks into the ground. We'll try the northwest room. Um, this door is locked. I'm going to unlock it. With your fists? Yes. Or sword, because I have that too. Well, too bad you're not daffering, because you could have just bashed the door in with a mace. With make- my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make a contested strength check, please? Is it better than a 16? Uh, just barely, yeah. Oh, hold on. He hasn't added his math yet. I have math. I'm going to use gun. Woo, 18. Uh, it is a tie. Roll again. Is it better than a four? It is a tie. <laughs> Roll again. <laughs> is it better than a six? You know what? The figure behind the door uh, gives up. <laughs> and so like unstoppable force meets immovable object same thing third time it looks like the figure has just stepped aside and allowed you just to run in unobstructed uh, there are three figures waiting in this room curiously enough uh, each one of them looks at you uh, one of them kind of pulls at his little tweedly mustache a little bit and goes I dare say uh how fair you there, good sir? That was a rather right tumble you took there, wasn't it? And what do they all look like? Are they the exact same? Uh, no. These are actually quite different from before. Uh, the figure that is addressing you right now, pulling on his tweedly stash, is a, uh, is a human, um, who doesn't looks actually nothing like Woolsworth. He has a nice little tweedly stash, kind of a longer nose, um, dressed in some pretty, uh, pretty dapper looking armor. So, what are you guys doing in here? Oh, that's hardly a proper way to introduce yourself. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, traps? Uh, he looks back to his companions. Um, one is a rather stout, gruff dwarf. Uh, the other one is a uh, looks to be sort of scaly. He's wearing some sort of robes. Okay. Nice to meet you. What are you guys doing in here? Ah, this one doesn't do any manners there, lads. Uh, as long as we're all trapped together here, we may as well uh, go to formalities. He shake. He holds his hand out and goes, They call me Tenley. Sir Tenley. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we will stop for the night. Uh, are you recording right now? Okay, cool. Um... Simmons. Simmons. Hey, hey, roll me over. Simmons. Hey, hey, guess what? I'm a pickle. I'm pickle crunk. It's the salty boys. And I will always love you. And I truly, it's not bourbon. And edging! edging.